Well, the assigned gospel text for today, the fourth and final Sunday of Advent, comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, people of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. A handful of years ago, it's probably been four or five years now, my family and I were out in the mountains of Colorado in a very isolated place to attend family camp, something that we do every year, something I've talked about before. Perhaps you've heard me talk about it. This particular time, something unexpected happened. Now, we'd been on site for several days by this point, and when we're there, we're just kind of in this isolated bubble with no one else around. You kind of almost feels like we're closed off from the outside world. But in this particular afternoon, I was just kind of lounging around, sitting in one of the deck chairs, enjoying some time, when all of a sudden my son came walking up to me and he says, Dad, you need to go up to the bathroom. This was a very strange thing. I didn't understand why. I said, well, how come? And he says, just trust me, you need to go up to the bathroom. Go, go up to the bathhouse, trust me. Well, I could tell something was going on and I wanted to find out what. So I went walking up the hill towards the bathhouse. And as I came around the corner, I came face to face with a very unexpected person. An old, old friend of mine from the Twin Cities, actually a former co-worker that I worked with during my year of internship. A wonderful, wonderful guy. I hadn't seen him for a while. And suddenly, out of nowhere, we had this wonderful greeting, this wonderful meeting, this great visit, and this great time to catch up. It was unexpected, but it was a wonderful, wonderful moment. Now, that same idea is present within our scripture for today. Here we are. We're in the fourth and final week of Advent. We are preparing for the coming Messiah. And over the course of these four weeks, we've had various scripture lessons which have pointed us in that direction. The last couple have focused in on John the Baptist and his ministry directly preceding the baptism and the ministry of Jesus. But here, we're backing up about 30 years to the time before either John or Jesus themselves were born. And we have this moment, and we have these two characters, these two relatives, both of which have learned that in very unexpected circumstances, they are going to have babies. We have Mary, who is somehow miraculously pregnant as a young girl, as a virgin. And then we have Elizabeth, her relative, who's very old and has long been barren, and yet she is pregnant as well. So we have Elizabeth, the mother of John, who will become John the Baptist, and we have Mary, the mother of Jesus, who will be the Messiah. We have these two women. Now, they both have been given the greetings. Elizabeth earlier, so she's actually a little farther along in her pregnancy, but Mary has had a visit from the angel Gabriel who told her what was going to go on. That has actually happened right before this. And now with that, she's also been told by the angel that a sign for her that all this is going to come to fruition is the fact that her relative Elizabeth is also pregnant and will be having a baby. So she goes off for this visit. 
Mary leaves her town of Nazareth up in the northern part of Israel, up in Galilee, and she travels to the Judean hillside. It's actually just outside of the city of Jerusalem. So she takes this long journey, one, by the way, she'll take about nine months later when uh, Jesus is born. But she goes into the house of Elizabeth, and she greets Elizabeth, and with that, we have this amazing moment. Upon hearing her voice, John the Baptist, the unborn baby who the Holy Spirit is already residing upon, leaps within the womb of Elizabeth. The Holy Spirit also fills her. And we have this amazing exchange. Blessed are you among women. Why is it that the mother of my Lord would come to visit me? But then she makes the statement that I love so, so, so much. This amazing proclamation that seems to be hiding right in there. Blessed is she who believed that it would be fulfilled what the Lord had said. It's kind of a strange little saying, but it, when I think about it, it says, blessed is the one who believes that God is going to do what God promised. That is at the heart of all of this. This moment, Advent, as we are on the verge of Christmas and celebrating the birth of Jesus once more, marks a turning point. The promises of God which happened throughout the scriptures over and over and over again. We have this promise of God that I will be with my people. I will somehow dwell among them. I will be found with them. I will not be far away. That promise is made over and over and over again. And in the birth of Jesus, which is right around the corner from us, God literally takes on flesh to dwell among us as one of us. That is the promise that is made. In our expression of faith, we are called to believe the promises of God. That's what faith is, believing in that which we cannot see. The promises that God has made that I will be with you, and that I claim you as beloved child, and that my grace and my mercy and my love and my forgiveness is for you. These are the promises of the gospel. These are the promises of scripture. These are the promises which are literally embodied in the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus, which we are moving ever closer towards. But before any of that can happen, he has to be born, and that's where we are preparing for that moment. Now, there's a very subtle thing going on in here that really kind of catches my attention. And admittedly, as I'm thinking about this week, when I won't be preaching in person because of our Sunday school students and their leading things, but I am going to be offering a little reflection to uh, some of our, our nursing home residents this week in the context of a, a Holy Communion service. And as I think about all that, of course, I'm thinking the sacraments. And I'm thinking about ongoing conversations that I'm having with our confirmation students right now here in the congregation as we're working our way through a study of the sacraments. And the idea that the promises of God that happen through the command of Jesus partner with the physical elements of the sacrament, whether it's the water of baptism or the bread and wine of communion, to bring these promises into a tangible physical thing that we can experience. This promise of God comes to us in this way. And that idea seems to be present here as well. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, we hear the promise of God and we believe that it's true. That is what we are called to do as followers of Christ. Not that we are called to earn it, 
Not that we are called to be perfect, not that we are called to be utterly different, but that we are called simply to believe that the promises of God are made through Christ and that they are for you. May we hold on to that and and be empowered by the Holy Spirit, just as Elizabeth was, to share the same proclamation that she shares. Blessed is the one who believes that God will do what God has promised, even when it doesn't make sense. Admittedly, folks, I know in my line of work, I talk about some stuff that might seem kind of far-fetched at times, and it might seem like a bit of a head-scratcher, and maybe it doesn't quite make sense, but we are simply asked to believe that the promises of God are true and that God will do what God says, and then to live every single day of our lives in a way that reflects the truth of that promise. May we be empowered to do that both on this day and every day to come as we continue to prepare our hearts for the celebration of the birth of the Messiah just a few more days away.